0: Before we dive into today's episode I have something really exciting for you guys and it's totally free. So I know for myself I have a hard time seeing what is out of alignment in my life when things are out of alignment. I just know that I feel stuck or unclear or like heavy and like I'm moving through mud honestly and Things just don't seem to work as well when I'm out of alignment in my life. But the issue I think I've run into over time is that how do I figure out what's out of alignment? How do I realign my life? How do I come back to what my truth is when things feel funky and foggy and unclear? And so I took myself through a practice and a process of asking myself certain rapid fire questions, journaling, doing some, you know, planning honestly has been so helpful for me is just kind of laying out a plan that feels good. So I have a really cool resource for you guys called the alignment guide. Again, it's totally free. It's gonna walk you through the exact process I use when things feel out of alignment, when they feel like Nothing is going the way that I thought it would when I feel like I just don't know what those next steps are. It's a really cool tool to help bring you back into alignment, bring you back to your truth and help gain a little clarity around what are my next moves, what actually feels in alignment. So if you want your copy of that, you can go down to the show notes and click on the alignment guide. It'll bring you to the opt-in page. Um or you can go to shelbyrose.com forward slash alignment guide to get access. Oh man. Episode one guys. I'm, I'm like a little bit nervous to be recording this and putting this out there to the world, but I'm so freaking excited at the same time. Like up-leveling my vibration has literally changed my life in every single way. I've been able to manifest some shit real real quickly and I think it's a result of raising my vibration. So this whole freaking podcast is gonna be dedicated to All the things you need to do to up-level your vibration. And so I think it's only fitting that number one, episode one, is raising your vibration. Like, what have I done to raise my vibration? What do I know that others have done to raise their vibration? And I think it's a super, super interesting topic. So, let's dive in. I'm I'm literally going to go through, in this episode, everything that I know you can do to raise your vibration. From what you put in your body to... How you move, how you think, all the things. Um, but let's let's start with what the heck is your vibration? I know for some of you guys who've followed me in my nutrition journey, in my wellness journey, you you've seen this shift and it's kind of been a you know a lot more spiritual in the past few few months, I guess. Like I became obsessed with nutrition to heal my body and it, it brought me into this world of spirituality and personal growth. So a lot of you guys may not know what raising your vibration is, and I think I still struggle with putting a definition on it some days. But as a dietitian, I'm, I'm gonna put it through the lens of like my sciencey nerdy self and think of it as I think about molecules. So when you think about water, for example, it's got a bunch of different forms, right? Like if it's vibrating at a super slow pace, you're going to see it as ice. Or if it's vibrating really quickly, it turns to vapor. And so our bodies actually vibrate at different frequencies depending on what we're putting in them if we're getting the nutrition we need, if we're getting, you know, thinking right, if we're sleeping right, if we're moving right, if we're connected to spirit, if our energies are in balance. So there's so, so much that that can impact this vibration. And so I like to think about like our personal vibration as that another really cool way you can think about it is they've actually done photography called Krillian, I believe I'm pronouncing this right. If I'm not, you know what? Google it. It's K R. K-I-R-L-I-A-N, photography. And they've actually captured how much energy different objects put off. And so one of my favorite photos is a comparison of like organic broccoli to conventionally raised broccoli. And the organic broccoli that is raw has a such a higher frequency, such a higher vibration. And you can actually see in the photos the difference between the energetic properties of the two different pieces of broccoli. And so we know what we consume, what we put in our body is impacting our own vibration. Um, and it's not just food, but but that's one really cool example that things really do hold, hold a different frequency, a different vibration, depending on how they're treated, how they're, you know, what's in them. Like, is there chemicals that are slowing down the vibration of that other broccoli? And, and just so much to think about when we're thinking about what we're consuming, Um so what my what raising my vibration has really done for me is it, it makes me feel more vibrant like I literally can tell and I think people don't really you know I think we get so caught up in like well what does raising your vibration mean and I think if you just think about it on those days when you feel Really energetic, you feel really vibrant, and you're almost magnetic. And you see people like this. I think about a coworker. I used to work at a hospital, and she would literally come into the main workroom, and everyone just felt drawn to her because she had so much energy, so much vibrance, and she was interested in what others, you know, she did she was interested in what others had to say, and she just had this like magnetic draw to her. I believe she had overcome ego. I think she treated her body with really a lot of respect. She was moving her body and she was really self aware. And so that was what I believe made her magnetic. And I didn't understand this vibration, this magnetism, you know, all of these things at that time, but it was just really interesting to see that and like look back on this experience of meeting someone who was so magnetic and vibrant, who probably wasn't working like on consciously raising their vibration, but had done it just by living the lifestyle that she was living. so whether you're aware of this or not, what you say, what you think, what you do, what you're consuming, it all carries energy. Everything on this planet carries energy. And so what we're doing to our bodies or how we're thinking is all raising our vibration or lowering lowering our vibration. Well, apparently vibration is hard to say. But anyways, um so What I really wanted to talk a little bit about is what you guys can do and how we can dive in and raise all of your vibrations because my goal on this podcast is to help more people be more self-aware, more conscious, more vibrant so that more cool shit happens on this planet. Um, Anyway, so number one is nutrition. This is where I personally started on my journey. I was obsessed with food for a long time, not always for the right reasons, had kind of a messed up relationship with food for a long time, but it is what brought me to really getting conscious about what I was putting into my body. And, you know, it started off with, I really started in not a great place. Back in high school, I was obsessed with counting calories and staying skinny and, you know, all the things that I think, what is it, one in four, one in three women struggle with is a healthy relationship with food. Shameless plug, if you are struggling with your relationship with food, I do have a course called Hungry for Healing and we are starting on January 21st. I still have a few spots open if you're interested. I will put the link in the show notes below. Um, But anyways, you know, nutrition is where I personally started. And through this this journey and this path, I, I struggled with some health issues a few years back. And it got me really conscious about eating organic and more raw food and, you know, getting all of the omega-3 fatty acids and antioxidants in, and really just optimizing my nutrition. And through that, it's really interesting because I started to feel more energy and I started to feel better. I became healthier. But it's actually on a cellular level, making you vibrate at a higher vibration, a higher frequencies by getting all the nutrients your body needs we know when you're vibrating at a higher frequency you are magnetic to the things you want to call into your life. So it's a really cool correlation there. On the other side of that, I stopped eating as much of the processed foods. I stopped drinking as much alcohol, you know, consuming excess sugar, omega-6 oils, which are things like sunflower oil, so- soybean oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil. All of those things that really actually turn down your vibration. And so there's, you know, there's extensive Research out there that shows that these things can increase inflammation in the body, and when your body 's inflamed it 's not it 's just not doing the things you want it to you feel lower energy, you feel crappy, and you 're just not as magnetic it 's also harder to stay positive and stay in a you know a great abundant mindset and focus on all the positive things in life when you feel like crap and that 's why I think nutrition is such a foundation for increasing our energy, increasing our vibration. Doing the things we want to in this lifetime is because when we are nourishing our body with the things that make us feel good, especially if you're an energetically sensitive human like I am, you are just going to be able to do the things you want because you feel high vibe. Um, Now, while I'm kind of speaking to this, there are certain energy centers in our body. um, If you're familiar with the chakra system that... Food can actually help with, and this is why antioxidants are so important. Now, antioxidants are the, you know, you can kind of think about them as little things in our food that help fight the damaged cells or help help neutralize damaged cells. I like to think of antioxidants as, and phytonutrients really is what we're talking about, is like the different colors in our food. Because if I'm eating all the colors of the rainbow, I'm probably getting all the antioxidants, all the phytonutrients my body needs. But there's also research that shows our phytonutrients and these colors of the phytonutrients can actually help rebalance some of the chakra energy systems as well. Deanna Minich has a whole, um, you know, she's a detoxification research researcher, which is really cool, but she's written a book called The Whole Detox, which I'll also link in the show notes, that goes through each of the chakra systems and eating the color that corresponds with that chakra system that will actually help rebalance the chakra system. And so obviously with holistic health, we know everything is tied together, but really getting every single color of the rainbow every single day is so important for raising that vibration. Because if your chakras are out of balance, your energy is not flowing through you, your vibration is going to get sucked down. And so what I tell people is, this sounds crazy, 9 to 13 servings of vegetables and fruits a day, if you can, from every single color of the rainbow, um, which can, you know, just up that vibration altogether. Now, it sounds like a lot, but if you're eating like a huge ass leafy green salad, maybe you have some roasted vegetables on top of that, you know a fr- some fruit sliced up on top of that. you may have six servings in one meal just by eating a really big salad, so it sounds like a lot, but you know it 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 can those servings add up really quickly if you're conscious about it, but most people are are not conscious, and we're we're walking around like eating one or two servings of vegetables each day. I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably pretty conscious and pretty aware of what you're putting in your body, but maybe just count one day. Try and figure out like how many are you actually consuming? Is it two or is it 10? Um, so on the topic of energy centers, are, you know, those, those seven chakra centers, they're all located along the spine. They've been known for like thousands of years. Um, but there's actually a lot of interesting research around where these chakra centers lie. And so, I mean, I think it was like the Hindu religion started them like 2000 years ago or something like this. But in recent years, they've looked at what, you know, where these energy centers lie and where each of them is there's also like a big cluster of arteries or nerves or something in the body that's really significant so before they even had the tools and the technology to do this they were they were recognizing that there were certain energy centers of the body that um you know really really had can could manifest physical and mental illnesses and it makes sense because there's this energetic connection and there's a physiological connection of like why these energy centers are placed where they are um, so movement is my next topic, can actually help rebalance the energy centers as well. So we know that certain yoga poses can help rebalance and ground these energy energy centers. If you're, you know, let's just use the root chakra, for example, one of the ones that I've personally struggled with the most, I tend to live in my crown chakra and my third eye chakra. Um, you know, the root chakra doing something like the warrior stance or the mountain pose can actually help balance out that chakra. And so it's, you know, you don't have to be super conscious about this, but like when you're doing yoga, sometimes people leave and they'll feel like this lightness to their body or there's energy to their body. If you've ever had Reiki, it's a very similar sensation, but kind of heightened after Reiki, um, which is another way to raise your vibration because you're getting rid of all the shit that's sucking you down. But those yoga poses can actually rebalance these certain energy centers, these certain chakras, raising that vibration. Same thing with doing some like cardio. You're getting the blood flowing, you're having things move more quickly through your body. you're getting your cells more oxygenated. So movement is so essential for you know raising that vibration. And if you look at really successful people or people who are high performers, They will tell you that this is one of the most essential parts of their day is moving their bodies every single morning. So if you're someone who is, you know, maybe you're a health and wellness coach, or maybe you are a entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone who really wants to crush life. I mean, moving your body every single day is so essential for that because it's going to give you that energy and give you that vibrancy to move throughout the day um next so we know actually our thoughts carry a lot of vibration and this is something that I think this is probably the hardest this is probably the hardest place because I know at least for me this was the last thing to kind of snap into place for me or to to align was my thoughts I mastered the nutrition I mastered the movement but thinking right is really difficult unless you're really really conscious of what goes through your head every day and it's not just the you know the debbie downer thoughts it's the judgment it's the negativity it's worrying it's fears it's holding grudges and and I think one of the most powerful things I heard about you know mastering the mindset is that. When we hold a grudge or we judge another person, well, okay, let's let's just talk about grudges first. Like when we hold that grudge, let's say someone did something real terrible to you, and you are sitting here and you're like, "I'm never gonna fucking let go of this." Sorry, I swear. So that's gonna you're gonna hear some f bombs on this podcast. Maybe not listen to it in front of your your children. I'll try to keep them less frequent, but they're gonna come up. Um, but we feel so justified in that, and we hold on to these grudges, and we want to feel like we are you know holding the person accountable for what they've done to us so we feel justified in it and it feels really like we need to hold on to that grudge but the only thing about holding that grudge is that is weighing us down it's not weighing that other person down it's only holding us back it's lowering our vibration so as much as I have in the past been guilty of this is like, it's so much easier to hate this person. And in this moment, it's so much easier for me to, you know, hold this grudge. If you can find another way to look at what that person has done to you so that you can release it. And there's two ways that I have done this for myself is one, you know, I really believe that all people are at least trying to be good at their core. I mean, well, yeah, there might be some pretty crazy people out there, but like at their core, I think people are doing the best they can. And so, if we can say, wow, maybe this person grew up in a household where they were beaten and this, you know, they were verbally abused or they were sexually abused, and that was how they were raised. And so, the terrible things they're doing now are just a reflection of how much pain they're probably holding inside and they don't know how to do it. I'm not saying it condones what they've done, but if we can at least start to understand and start to empathize with that person, I think it makes it slightly easier to at least release the grudge that that's holding us back. Another way I like to detach myself energetically from people who I feel who have hurt me or done something that, you know, just doesn't feel good is I do a cord cutting meditation. Gabby Bernstein um if you guys have read the universe has your back you prob if you haven't you should um this meditation literally changed my life it was visualizing that person attach you with a cord taking a scissors and cutting the cord like so simple and then you take their end of the cord and you plug them up into you know spirit god creator whatever sounds aligned for you or a mountain i really like a mountain because i don't know i love mountains they make me feel grounded um, but if you plug them back up in to spirit or something else and you detach yourself and you plug yourself back up into a higher power, it helps you detach from that person so that you're not energetically continuing to give them energy, give them energy, give them energy. And you think about it, we only have so much, like we all have energy, but if we're continuing to give people the energy that don't really deserve it or don't maybe, are you know, it's not serving either one of us to be giving this person the energy, then by detaching yourself, you're able to raise your vibration, keep that energy for people who also raise your own energy level, your own vibration. So, you know, it's tough, but by releasing it, you will raise that vibration, you will feel better. Um, You know, other things, if you're feeling a lot of fear, worry, anxiety, those things are going to lower your vibration as well. So, Things I've done for them, you know, meditation has been huge. I can honestly say I am at the most peace in my entire life. And I believe it stemmed from meditating, even if it's for two minutes in the morning, just to kind of clear my head. It's been harder. I just got a puppy. We've been doing a little bit less meditation in the morning times and a lot more snuggling. I'm working on getting back into the meditation, but it takes a toll. It's kind of crazy how much that meditation can really calm your mind and calm those fears. Other things I've done is fear journaling. Um, one of my life coaches gave me this and it was just such a simple but incredible tool. It's like, I release the fear that I will be judged, that I won't have anything to say, that I will sound like a dummy on my podcast. You know, whatever it is, is releasing that onto a piece of paper and then really like looking at it, like what's the worst thing that can ha- happen if this fear that, you know, I'm running through my head, Actually occurs like at the end of the day, most of my fears I'm not gonna die from, like if I run out of money or I you know am late or like at the end of the day i'm one I'm probably not gonna remember it in five years, and it wasn't worth putting that energy out in two, and I'm not gonna die, so it's just like it gives you that little bit of like okay. We're hardwired to have fear because, it, you know, like it served us in the past. It was our survival tactic. It helped us with keeping us alive. And we no learn, longer have those, you know, crazy, we don't have animals attacking us every day or, you know, this really scarcity with food or whatever it may be. Most of us aren't experiencing that on a day-to-day basis, but we still have that fear ingrained in us because you know on an ancestral level it was it was safety um and so i think another really great way is just like recognizing that these fears that you have are everyone has the same fear it's kind of crazy but literally everyone has the same fears we all have the same thoughts because of those fears because those fears are coming from you know on an ancestral level like what was occurring back then we we are now having those fears as well so just some tips and tools on how to decrease the negative thoughts. And then, you know, don't focus too much on the negative, you know, trying to release them. But then don't get yourself so caught up in like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, how am I going to get rid of my negative thoughts? Everything I think is negative, blah, 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 Like I'm a negative person. I'm aware of it now. What do I do? Like instead of focusing so much on the negative, remember that what where you want to go, focus on where you want to go. So if you want to become more of a positive person, think of, Focus on the positive shit, not the negative shit, even if you're trying to release the negative shit. So for me, that means like, I literally have to do gratitude journaling every single morning, and if I don't, I challenge myself to think of something I'm grateful for in every moment, or you know every 10 minutes, or every hour. Finding something that I am grateful for. Because when you shift into that gratitude, and you start to focus on the things that you're grateful for, you'll no longer be noticing all the negative shit. You're going to be more focused on the positive stuff. And on a physiological level, Having gratitude lowers cortisol, which is a stress hormone. And so we know our bodies function. We need, well, of course we need cortisol. So I'm like, cortisol is not the enemy. But if we're constantly in this negative state and we're constantly in fear and we're constantly in worry and we're constantly in anxiety, we do have elevated cortisol long-term and that can cause wear and tear in our bodies. So when we shift into more gratitude, we actually lower the like the physiological response in our bodies. That lowers our vibration, creates inflammation when it's elevated long time, and doesn't let our cells function the way that they're supposed to it, wastes through a bunch of nutrients. And the, you know there's just a, a cascade of events that happen. when we look at a physiological level that's going to lower our vibration and make us low, have less energy and all these other the things that come along with that decreased positivity and more fear. And so shifting into gratitude can help lower that cortisol, too. Um, I was gonna, I had something else, meditation. Ooh, breath work is really cool. Um, I recommend Kundalini meditations along with breath work. Both are really cool for decreasing anxiety and increasing your positivity. Um, and then last but not least, you know, the energy work piece too, because this is something that I think really, I think for me, the energy work was the piece that the missing piece that I needed after I dived you know like I had gotten the mindset down I was starting to do gratitude I was starting to do little bits and pieces but I still felt like I was harboring like negativity in my body and I was still harboring limiting beliefs in my body and I believe that to release you know release the beliefs we have to feel it in our body too it's like we we can say an affirmation all damn day but if until we feel it in our body and are able to really release that we're not able to move through the thing that's really holding us back um so for me that was like between reiki which released a lot of anger for my body i felt my vibration change, I felt more energized, I felt happier, I felt more joyful, I felt more magnetic. things began to manifest more quickly after my first Reiki session. I literally like manifested my dream house, I manifested like uh, just crazy things after that and i 'm not i 'm blanking on examples, but it was like one thing after another after I'd released some of that crap from my body um, and then the other thing that was really cool is I had my akashic reading done. A couple of weeks ago, a little over a month now actually, and repairing some of that soul level damage. And I'm going to have the lady, who Renee, who did my Akashic Records on so that you guys can hear about my experience. You can hear about why the Akashic Records are helpful for raising your vibration. But it really helped heal some of the the wounds that I had, not only from this lifetime, but from past lifetimes that were holding me back. And I felt it. I felt this crazy peace since I've done that work. I felt this, you know, magnetism. I've seen angels numbers everywhere. I literally think I saw it 25 in one day and it's been blowing my mind. And just the weird synchronicities that have happened since I had the, that Akashic record work done has been incredible and it was something that I never thought I would get done but I just felt very drawn to it and so that is all I'll have to say on that we'll have more on that in a future episode um